Andy here, popping in to let you know we experienced some technical difficulties when recording. Therefore, you may notice our voices sound slightly distorted. However, we can assure you the content more than makes up for it. Enjoy. You are listening to Hustle With Heart with your hosts, Dr. Andy and Dr. Jacinta. Are you a small business owner with big goals, but not into selling your soul, freedom, and joy in exchange for success? If yes, you're in the right place. Stick with us and we will teach you the exact strategies and tools we have used to successfully blend our work and family life with ease, all while growing an aligned seven-figure business and helping transform over 5,000 clients' lives. Welcome to our inner circle, where nothing is off limits. It is time to align your business and heart. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode 25 of the Hustle with Heart podcast, creating a harmonious relationship with money. In today's episode, we'll be covering what money is, how to repair and reprogram your money story, and our favorite rituals for abundance. But before we start, if you are loving this podcast so far, please leave us a five-star written review. We personally read every single one of your comments. Money, money, money. So today we are lifting the lid on our personal beliefs um, surrounding money. And it's something that I think that the majority of people at some time, some point in their lives, they they struggle with, especially in business. So I want you to just take a pause and take a moment right now. And when I say the word money, what do you think about? And how do you feel in your body when you think about money? Is it positive, negative, Do you imagine wealthy billionaires or mansions or your bank balance and credit card debt? Do you get excited and happy or do you feel ashamed and fearful and depressed? If you are to be successful in business, you must have a healthy and harmonious relationship with money, period. Business, which is essentially serving your community it naturally comes with earning money. It's like a a universal law. The more people that you help, the more that you receive. However, if you don't have a great relationship with money, then you will sabotage and block its flow. So first let's talk about what money actually is. All right, we know that, you know, our world, I guess, uses it as currency um, it's something that we require to live in our in our modern day society. But essentially, when everything boils down, our money is an entity. So think of it like it's a person, like a family member, a cherished, beloved family member. Not one of the ones that you don't like, someone that you do like. <laughs> yes, somebody that you do like. And money is constantly circulating. It's, it's like water. So it's like a stream flowing and um, it's going and coming constantly and problems arise when it gets stagnant, 
you think of a stagnant pool and then it develops algae and um, other bacteria and gets dirty. We, we want money to be moving around and we have a belief and uh, we believe that this is um, universal, that there is enough to go around. So just because somebody has more money doesn't mean that somebody else goes without because that person has more money. Literally, our governments print money. Like they just like monopoly, like they just print money. And unfortunately, especially at this time, without anything backing it, which is a bit scary. However, you get the point. So it's not like those olden days where, you know, literally the coin is the gold, is the, is the thing backing it. So that gives you a little bit of context as to the foundation that we're, that we're working with. And yeah, and so we can move on to your money story. That's right. We all have a money story. And I guess today is about really uncovering what you think that maybe your money story is and to see whether or not it's holding you back from the abundance that your business deserves. Um, Because we're all in business to make that impact. But as Andy mentioned, making money is a part of that impact and it's that fair exchange. And I really like the thought that the more money that we're making in our companies, that actually means the more people that we're helping. Because if people are purchasing programs or coming in to see us at the practice, that means that that person has experienced the impact that we're here to give. So that's a really great thing. But definitely for me, my money story was very poor uh, only a couple of years ago. I distinctly remember being asked the question from one of my very first mentors when I got into the business space. They said to me, um, how do you view money? And I remember writing down, money is the root of all evil. So mm, interesting. not the best money story. And then I really started to think, okay, well, where does that come from? And definitely childhood is always a big one. For me, watching my parents um, in their business, having a lot of money, they there was some tension and angst around making money, keeping money, not having enough, having too much, not knowing where to put it, losing it, making it. It seemed to be like the thing that caused the most angst in our family. And so I had this romanticized idea that when I got older, I would be homeless and I wanted to be homeless. I wanted to just live off the land. I wanted to have nothing because I thought that's the ultimate freedom, not being bound by money. Yeah, hashtag career goals. (laughs) goals. Uh, The funny thing is, is I'm actually homeless now. Because I'm living in Tempor- a caravan. Temporarily. I'm living in a caravan. So, oopsie, you think I might have manifested that one for me. However, yeah, like that was that was a real belief that I had. And then it actually wasn't until I met you, Andy. I'm not sure if I've ever told you this, but you really helped me change my money story by talking about it like an energetic exchange and showing me that actually by holding money and having money, that is, you can do a lot of good with that. Mm. Yeah, thanks for that acknowledgement, yeah. Jay. I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. You've helped me in so many ways. 
And that's just a tick for it's the people that you hang around, right? You, you look around at the the closest five people that you spend the most time with and what are their beliefs about money and abundance and the way that the world works because through osmosis, just by spending time with them, you're naturally going to adopt some of those beliefs as well. So that's an extra extra tip there. <laughs> and um, yeah, my, my money story going back as well was, um, yeah, very similar to, to UJ as well. Um, I saw parent, my parents fight over it. I thought that money was scarce, um, that it created tension um, and anger in relationships, that there was never enough of it. You could only get ahead if you had lots of it. And people who had lots of money were better than people who had less. How fucked is that? Yeah, super <laughs> fucked up. Um, you know, the, the common saying money doesn't grow on trees, right? That you had to work hard mm. for it, right? Who wants to work hard? No. It's gross. Yeah, let it, let it flow into your lap. That's a new belief that I have, that money flows into my lap effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in alignment Mm -hmm. and you're shining your light and you are serving the world to your highest capacity, yes, of course money will flow to you because um, you've attracted it and then you're going to circulate it, um, you know, consciously to help others. Um, another, Another old belief that I used to possess was that rich people only care about money and have to cheat others to get it, Mm. which obviously would be a block, right? If you actually cared about humanity and you didn't want to be one of those sleazy, like cheating rich people, right? Yes. And I think that that is a very important point to make because Obviously, this is a conscious business podcast. So we know a lot of you are very conscious people. You care about humanity. You care about the planet and the people in it. And so for some of you, you may actually have that belief that if you're making lots of money, then actually you're robbing, yeah, you're robbing the world and and you're um, greedy and it's not something that you should be doing. So we would love to lift the lid on that for you. Yeah. It's completely false. It's a cultural false myth. Because literally it's just paper. Like money is literally just paper. It doesn't mean anything. In the physical world, it's, right? It's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. And so I was introduced to like money, money work through personal development around about 25, 26, something like that. So going on about just over 10 years, showing my age. <laughs> And um, one of the exercises that I was asked to do, and this is what we're going to suggest that you do um, if you're listening, if you haven't done it already, is to actually um, write a letter to money, like a dear diary, like a like it's a person. So, dear money. And then you literally write the history that you have with money as if 
you are writing to a yeah a family member or friend. Um, for example, it could be using um, a real life examples of of what actually happened in your history. So you could say, um, yeah, when I was a child, I thought that you were the root of all evil and I didn't appreciate you um, every time that I, you know, got more of you. I just, you know, gave you away like you were nothing. I didn't value or appreciate you. You remember that time when, you know, I got this inheritance and then I did X, Y, Z. So make it really personal and and very emotive. So write out what your, you know, current money story is. And then how do we how do we move forward from this? This is moving into how we actually reprogram that story. So you actually start to write down then future projecting how you want your relationship with money to be like in the future, how you want to feel when you receive and when you give money, uh, when you pay your taxes, (laughs) um, what your beliefs are around money. And don't worry if you don't necessarily believe it wholeheartedly right now. This is ideally what you want your relationship to be like with money. Because essentially, when you finished writing this story, then what we're going to do is hardwire that into your subconscious so that it actually, you embody it and it is your reality and you over time can step into that and benefit from that as well. What I would recommend as well is if you're not sure whether or not you do have a poor money story or not, pay attention to how you speak about money. Do you say things like, oh, I can't do that right now because I can't afford it? Or do you have this energetic around when you do pay bills like, oh, all my money goes to bills? Like these are all clues that you have a belief that money is scarce because if you're using words like I can't afford it, well, that's not actually true because really we make choices when it comes to money and what you might actually be meaning is that's not a priority right now. So it's Mm -hmm. about changing the relationship and the language that we have. I get heavily triggered when Alice says things like we can't afford that for the renovation right now Mm because I think, hold on, let's not speak that into our reality Let's say we're saving money for our renovation right now. Yeah. Really good point. Yes. That triggers me as well. (laughs) There's work to do there. Look, okay. As a side note, we really love our partners, but we talk shit about them on this podcast a lot. But we love them. We love them a lot. (laughs) We're relatable. (laughs) We're all human. We are all human beings on this planet. And yes, we come with a box, a chocolate box of all sorts of everything. (laughs) And yes, think about your words. And this reminds me of one of my favorite books, um, The The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Rodriguez. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And um, one of the four agreements is to be impeccable with your word because words as well are energy. And when you speak them, 
then you are literally doing an incantation. You are making those words manifest in your reality. So be very, very careful about the words that you choose. And you may notice that I speak a little bit slower than Jacinta. So (laughs) that's one of the reasons for it as well. Because I think about what I'm going to say. Not that you thought about. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Not that Jacinta doesn't think. However, I have developed this over the years. That is why I speak a little bit slower than other people. (laughs) Love that. Um, And also your thoughts as well. Like think about if somebody mentions or you open a bill, um, you know, you might not actually have somebody around you to say something like, oh, fuck, not another bill. But you might think it in your head and then that's a real clue as to, well, that is your belief as well. Yeah, or you might be thinking, I'm not going to open that. Or you might have a stash of envelopes mm, on the side yes. of bills that you haven't actually opened because you really don't want to face. Mm, like credit card, <sighs> like statements. Yes, good point. So let's move forward. Let's. Yeah, so when you've written out what you want your relationship with money to feel like, to be like, um, the relationship that you want to have, then we suggest that by reading it and visiting it every daily, every single day for at least 30 days consecutively is a good idea. So that could be reading it. It could be saying it out aloud. I personally, whenever I um, write a story, so essentially this is scripting, so life scripting. I'm not sure we've talked about that, but maybe that can be another episode. I personally like to record my voice, like reading out the script, and then I will listen to it when I'm in the car every day, like when I've written it for at least the first 30 days. And this is because in the car... You know how you might be on autopilot, like suddenly you're driving somewhere and then you're there and you don't really know (laughs) exactly how you got there. When you're driving, there's nothing else to do apart from drive, we hope. We hope that you're not scrolling on Instagram or anything like that. So you're in that brain state of receptive absorption. That's why it's really important to turn off the stupid news because that's just propaganda. Um, Listen instead to your script, the way you want your life to be. And I will guarantee that even though it may be subtle, it might actually hit you like a Mack truck as well. You'll start to notice changes in your physical reality and it's really cool because that's just another example of how powerful you are and how much you can actually impact your life and your reality and your reality of your family and your business and and others around you as well. So you may have found that like a majority of people, when you actually go to look at your history and the relationship that you used to have with money, there may be some trauma there that is held in your body and that belief um, that you have is really 
heavy and it's really deep. And so if that is the case, then we can highly recommend um, getting some help, some support to actually help to shift that and reprogram that. So our favorite way of doing that is through hypnosis. It's really effective. And whether that is with a clinical hypnotherapist or um, RTT, uh, rapid transformational technique um, that Marissa Peer um, teaches or Psych K, whatever resonates with you. Um, I know that Jacinta and I um, actually did a lot of this work as well, like years ago when uh, we found to be magnetic um, Lacey Phillips' work and that is self-guided hypnosis and journaling work. Um, so, yeah, pick whatever you're drawn to and and use that to help you to shift this. So now that we have an understanding of what money is, where our relationship has been, where we want it to go, and we have reprogrammed it, um, it's really fun and supportive to actually bring in some rituals um, for abundance into your daily life as well to help um, with this newfound appreciation and relationship. Um, so one of the things that I like to do is whenever I am checking my banking, doing expenses for the business, payroll, etc., is play abundance mantras in the background. So getting into that vibration, to that state of gratitude and feeling happy when I am doing any work with money. And another thing as well that I will do, and I might just think it in my head. Sometimes I'll say it out aloud as well, like whatever I'm feeling. If, you know, I'm, I'm paying a tax bill and, you know, it's very easy to get angry, especially in Australia, like once you reach a certain level of you know, how much tax you're actually paying, like how much you get for all of the, the work that you do in this world. Um, I would suggest that you like make your tax as effective as possible, but still I used to get really frustrated and think it's not fair, right? That I'm you know, giving so much of my money like to, to the government and they're not necessarily spending it the way that I want them to. Now, Instead of doing that, when I do have to pay any type of tax bill or, or look at how much tax I'm paying, I move into a state of gratitude and I remember that the more money that I'm making, the more people that I'm serving and therefore, naturally, the more tax I pay. So the more tax I pay, it's actually a good thing as long as my accountant has made it as effective as possible. <laughs> caveat there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> Elevator counting plug. The best plug. accountants on the on the oh, planet. Yes, we love them. Yes. But what a what a shift um, of perspective to think, wow, I'm in the higher tax bracket. Go me. I get to pay more tax and I get to make more impact. That is so much more empowering than being upset about having to pay that extra money. Um, one thing that I love to do is when I'm calling in more money into my life and manifesting more money is think about the things that the money will provide for me. So the feeling I'm going to get, and it's not about the money itself often. It's more about um, being able to support my family for the future, uh, being able to retire my partner so that he doesn't have to work away. Like these are all really heartfelt wants of mine that money can provide. And so writing out what you're wanting that money to represent. And then I would even go one step further and write out what you would then want after you get to that point. So for example, after you get the house for your family, if you're in that house, what would then be the manifestation of money that would come from there? Would it be to, you know, do something else or go on a holiday or, you know, retire your family? Because then you're proving to your subconscious mind that there's a path forward and a plan in place because your mind, it likes to protect you. So if it doesn't know what is next after that money manifestation, then there could be some subconscious blocks there as well. Great point, Jay. And to clarify a bit more and give some more detail and power to you guys, when you are thinking about what you want to manifest and how you want to feel, making it really relatable. So in the next, say, six to nine months, not two to five years, because that is too far for our mind to conceptualize. It's too far in the future. We want to make it more relevant for right now. And then it's going to more easily manifest in your reality. Now for today's takeaways. Remember, money is energy. Repair your relationship with money and write a new story. Reprogram your money story and release any old trauma associated with it and create some supportive rituals with money. In our next episode, we will be discussing how to build your community using joint ventures. But before you go, you can find out what your relationship with money is like without free money mindset quiz. Head to www.hustlewithheart.com.au forward slash quiz to complete it. And please remember to share your results with us.